I'm always getting asked, what should I do with my engagement ring? Well, I finally have the answer. Sell it with Worthy. I'm partnering with Worthy so you can turn your wedding jewelry into cash, fast and risk-free. Worthy is great because their competitive auctions ensure you get the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on by selling with Worthy. If you're ready to move on from your ring, visit worthy.com moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com moms when you're ready to move on. This week on Moms Moving On. I think that's like something that I was personally was not prepared for was the friendship aspect of divorce and what that would look like for friendships that I thought were going to be lifelong friendships. You've made Moms Moving On your number one podcast for co-parenting and divorce. Now it's time to get a little unfiltered. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm her co-host, Jess. And together, we're getting really real about all that happens after a mom has moved on. From dating after divorce to blending families, we're covering it all and everything in between. We hope you enjoy this unfiltered version of Moms Moving On. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On Unfiltered. We are so happy with how much you've been loving this series. We love recording them. So we're back today with another great episode, aren't we, Jess? We are. A very important topic that listeners want more information on. Yeah. And I feel like we can both speak to this so much from a personal perspective um, and maybe rant a little bit, which, you know, could be needed. We're talking about friendships after divorce. And you know, all that comes with that. They they change. That's the long and short of it, but sometimes it's for the best. And we're going to go into all of that. Yes. I think that's like something that I was personally was not prepared for was the friendship aspect of divorce and what that would look like for friendships that I thought were going to be lifelong friendships. Yeah. I mean, I think for my situation, it was a little bit different. So I got divorced while I was already living here in Florida, but I'm not originally from Florida. So I had moved here. When did I move here? I moved here in 2012. I got separated in 2017, 2017. Yeah. So I had friends here. I definitely Mm -hmm. had a little circle of like my mom friends, but these weren't like my lifers. These weren't the people that I was born and raised with and knew my whole life. So I didn't have high expectation. I didn't have any expectations to be okay. honest. I was so focused. It was the last in my mind. I was so focused on getting out of my marriage, setting myself up, making sure Bella and I were okay, that when friendships did start changing, it caught me off guard because I hadn't even thought about it. No, that makes total sense. How was it for you? Well, so I think my situation is almost the opposite in that we were divorced in the state that I was like born and raised in the only time. Right. I had that's what I'm away. saying. That, right. Yeah. And then that's why my, I highlighted the difference because I knew that you have roots mm-hmm. where you are. Right. I think for me, it was almost the opposite too, in that my ex is not from here. So I almost struggled because the friendships that we had were very much friendships that I introduced him to husbands and boyfriends. And that was kind of his 
core group of male friends, we had very much mutual friends that we were spending time with. So I think I carried a little bit of guilt in that regard for my ex that he was not only, you know, we were no longer together, but he was losing quite a few friendships on his end as well. This is what we call the collateral damage of divorce. And what I write about in the book is because like for me, I was so laser focused on the relationship ending that I couldn't see past that in the moment to see what else was going to be affected, like friendship dynamics and, you know, who's keeping which friends and all of that. I always say is almost like the second divorce for people. And it's so hard. I totally agree. And I also think, you know, we had talked about, I think both of us were the first people in our friend group to get divorced. My friends at the time were the, you know, the core group of friends that I had were still having babies and were still Mm -hmm. living this happy life. And I felt like, at the time, I was such a burden to people and I didn't want to burden oh them. God. People didn't know how to react. And I took it as they just don't care. Right. But they just right. don't know what to do. Right. I remember that feeling too, but I've generally always carried that feeling of, you know, thank you, childhood trauma of mm-hmm. I'm not going to burden you with my problems because A, I don't want to feel like a burden. And I've spent my whole life fighting my own battles. So why start having people help me now? Right. And, and that's exactly what you and I advise against with clients or when we speak to anyone who is going through the divorce process, you actually have to find the people to lean on, but then enters the problem of the flockers and the fleers. Right. Did you have an experience with that? I had more of and I've, I know we've talked about this, is I had a very good group of friends who I feel like almost ghosted me in a sense. And looking back, I think there are things that we both could have done a little bit different in that I could have reached out for them for support to let them know, hey, I need help with this. Or like you talk about, we talk about with clients, inviting yourself to functions, even if your kids are going to be gone. Um, I I feel like they didn't really step up. I I had one instance where a friend said that I wasn't being a good friend to her. And I was like, you have no idea what (laughs) I'm going through. Yeah. Like it was, it was so hard. I'm, I'm sitting here and you know me, I take things personally. I always want to help people. So I'm like, maybe I am a bad friend. And then I think about it and I'm like, no, I am going through Helen back right now. I had to focus on myself. I had to focus on my kids and friendships just kind of had to take the back burner for a while. And I wasn't at that time I had to be selfish, so to speak, because I had, you know what it's like when you're going through divorce, getting through the day feels like you ran a marathon sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say that for me. So I very quickly started to see who was like, backing off a little bit. And at the time, you know, you hindsight, obviously you see things so much more clearly, but at the time I was just offended and Mm -hmm. I had resentment. Um, So, so this is, you know, for those of you who haven't read my book, I talk about the flockers and fleers. The flockers are the people who will hear about your bad news, your divorce news and flock to you Mm -hmm. like white on rice. We're going to get to that after the fleers are the people who like they smell a little shit and they run the other way. And it is the most hurtful thing. And what I've learned in hindsight, as I started to say, is people 
leave your side in hard times because of how it makes them feel, not because of how they feel about you. And it is so important to remember that your divorce reality is shining a light on something that is making them uncomfortable. And I will let you know, the friend that ditched me the fastest, that I was the most hurt by, ended up divorced a few years later. And I was like, ah, Mm -hmm. well then, I guess what they say is true. I do have friends like that as well, that they almost look at you like you're going to be this single person now that's almost trying to go after husbands or do this. I'm like, no, I'm getting, I, I want nothing to do with anybody right now. But like you said, it's almost like you start to see that people that you, they may not have voiced it or having these same relationship problems and maybe they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to admit it. But I did see quite a few friendships over the years. They, you know, inevitably got divorced as well. Uh huh. So that's what I'm saying. So your divorce reality shines a light on, holy shit, my life isn't so good right now, you know, behind the scenes. And this could be a reality for me and it's too painful to face. Or I don't want to get, you know, my head more confused on my own situation and see how happy this divorced person is. And then, you know, confuse myself more. There's so many reasons for it. And yeah, there, and then there's women who are very insecure about their marriages and, you know, you're the hot single mom and their husbands maybe don't behave and, you know, you're a threat. And to the other side of that, Mm -hmm. um, and I see this as very much a cultural thing. And it had happened to me down here in Miami. My mom is from South America and in the Colombian community here, divorce is like a sin and like they look at you twice and, and many people stay married to avoid the stigma here because it's a very tight knit um, kind of obnoxious community. And I knew that there were some husbands who were threatened by me and didn't want their wives hanging out with me. And so, you know, I was just that bad divorce bitch, like stay away from her. Right. But, you know, at the same time, you find your people and it's all an amazing process, as is adjusting to the people who kind of like come out of the woodwork and make a home up your ass for some weird reason. Did this happen to you? Um, you know, you, we hear about it and it did happen to me that the girl that you haven't talked to since high school, that you're only friends with on Facebook, that all of a sudden, you know, people talk about on social media, there's not many pictures with you. You change your picture of you and a family to maybe just a picture of you and the kids and people start talking and people hear things and they send you a message like, Hey, it's been so long. How are you? I'm like, Mm -hmm. I have literally Mm -hmm. not talked to you in 12 years. I know what you're doing, you know, and and that's yeah. hard because I just push that away. I'm like, I'm going through enough. I'm not going to give this the time of day, but it's, it's hard. Cause then you know that people are just talking about you and they just want to yeah. run your name through the gossip mill. And it's just not what I was about. Yeah. For me, it was like, I want to tell when I, when people would come with like that out of nowhere for at, like, how you doing? Like when mm-hmm. they're, I would give it to them straight because I'm like, if you're, I know you're going to go talk shit about me right now. I'd rather you right. go with facts than make up your own story. Thank you very much. But one of the most traumatic experiences for me, I think post-divorce and as it relates to friendship, wasn't so much who I lost, but a friend that came into my life that probably hurt me way more and did okay. more damage than anyone who ever left. And my close friends, you know, now and my husband and everybody in my world knows how difficult this was for me, but I couldn't see at the time, which is relatable, right? Like we're all vulnerable. We're all like longing for attachment at that point. 
in any capacity, whether it's some random new friend that shows up. And that's why I write about it. So people are aware, but I had this one person in my life who um, I met at the tail end of my marriage when I was the most miserable. And I felt like she was my guardian angel, like was there for everything, called me 12 times a day to make sure I was okay, wanted to see every text message, wanted to hear every everything. And I was like, oh my God, like, I don't know how I could have gotten through this without this person. And then all of a sudden I met my new, my now husband and I got like my groove back. I was like looking good, like feeling good. Right. And this person got meaner and nastier and more distant by the day and would make, I wrote about in my book, you guys can read all about it. Just comments, these underhanded comments and talk about me to other people and came to my wedding and was like, taking pictures and sending them to some group chat, talking shit about me. Mm -hmm. And if you would have told me in those moments that this person who flocked to me in my darkest times would have ended up being the person who hurt me the most, I would not have believed you. That was one of the most painful adult experiences I have ever had, ever. Yeah, I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I can't imagine, you know, you trust this person, you let somebody into your life, like you said, when you're at your most vulnerable point. And for them to do that, I mean, it's just, it's horrible to have to experience. I will tell you though, that all these years later, I mean, I probably spent two years in agony over Mm -hmm. it, just couldn't sleep, overthinking, didn't understand. And with all the healing and growth that I've done and all that I know now about people and patterns, and I have empathy, like I don't necessarily forgive, but I understand now seeing that this is a genuinely unhappy person who has this pattern of loving friends and then hating them very quickly. Mm-hmm. I get it. So I've been able to depersonalize. And, and that's what I think anybody in this situation needs to do. When you have somebody who either flocks or flees, you have to know how to depersonalize or you will you will be fixated on all the wrong things as you go through right. the divorce process. No, I think that I think that makes total sense. I think it's really hard Two, like we talk about flockers and flares, the people that do leave, like I still find myself questioning what if I would have done this wrong and what if I would have done this differently and and things like that. But I think you learn and you grow so much through this entire process that it really does help you to see who your true friends are and who you can rely on. I feel like I was lucky enough in that I went through my divorce when Holden was entering kindergarten And I had it in my head that I would be this divorced mom and there are all these happy couples at his school and I'm going to be the one that's singled out. And it was the exact opposite. I have found some of the most amazing friends through him starting school and me just putting myself out there and owning like, hey, I'm Holden's mom. I'm a single mom. And just having those friendships that are so real, I think is the most important thing you can do through this process. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, 
shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. I will say that what left my life, who left my life in those times really allowed space for some pretty amazing people. Um, you know, one of my best friends, Evelyn, who everybody on social media knows is Hatch and Bloom. She was my friend before I, you know, while I was married, but she got separated not long after me. And so all of a sudden we were like, we went from like being friends to being really close friends and our daughters are the same age. And so we found strength in each other. And then we met like our new partners at the same time. And that was amazing. And I don't know that I would have had the same space for her had I still had all those dumb people mm-hmm. taking up space in my life. Right. But um, the, I do have, I, st- I didn't lose all my friends in divorce, just a few, but the ones that stuck through, I have to tell you, like, I always have this memory of one of my good friends who I love dearly. Her name is Shira. When Spencer and I were moving in together. Our house was finally finished. It had been a year of renovations. And she came over one day to like help me with something that when I was moving in and unpacking and she brought something over and she looked at me and she was like, I just want to cry. Like, look at this. Like, look what you've done for yourself. I met you and you were at the worst like place ever. And now look, and it's those people that mean so much. And it is so quality over quantity for a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And like you said, just to have those genuine people in your life that both of us may have a hard time giving ourselves credit for how far we've come, what we've overcome and like our huge accomplish accomplishments and having friends that can see that and point that out is so huge. And it just shows huge. what is most important. And like you said, I feel like the older that people get, a lot of times the smaller their social circle gets. And I I truly believe in what you said in quality over quantity. Those those few friends that you can really rely on no matter what is is most important. Yeah. And I I Um, also think too, sorry, but I do think that it's helpful. Like you said, you bring up Evelyn. I I love that. I mean, both of you are amazing co-parents, but I think it's also really great for children to be friends with other kids that are co-parented because they That's have that commonality. It's like Holden and Sawyer both have friends and, you know, we both have healthy co-parenting relationships where we have the child first mindset, but they have that relatability to, oh, I can't go to this play date today because I'm by my dad's. And they feel like mm-hmm. they're more normal when they're having mm-hmm. friendships that are like that. I'll tell you that um, one of my friends who got s- separated, an acquaintance at the time who's now a friend, but the child was in Bella's class and Bella came home and was like, guess what? did you know so-and-so has a mommy's house and a daddy's house too? Mm -hmm. I was like, nah. And then I was like, and you know who else? And she was like, oh. And so what was really nice is, you know, now that I have so many more friends who are divorced, like you, I was the first, um, we're all on the same schedule. Mm -hmm. So we have kids the same weekend and we're off the same weekend. That's that's good for the kids. It's good for us. But what you bring up is amazing because it takes me to the question I wanted to ask you. You know, many moms do not know where to turn or who to look for when they feel so alone and don't have friends. Um, And they want that person who's also divorced, who's 
kid can help validate their kid. Where do you suggest people find such people? I mean, I feel like you and I are such open books. I've had so many people, whether it be people I went to high school with, people that I may have grown up with, moms now that when the kids started school, they've since been divorced. So I've kind of been the go-to person. And I truly like mm-hmm. it is such a great thing to have. I, I love that people feel that they can come to me and talk to me. But one thing that I found really helpful when I didn't have that was the moms groups that I started going to when Holden was a baby, you do start to see those people, you know, if you're, whether it's just like a Facebook group that you're a part of, and you could, even if you're just messaging this person or texting with them, just for that, having someone that understands what you're going through and that can be there for you, I think is so valuable. Um, For me, it took a while for me to find those people. It really did take until you know, about halfway through Holden's kindergarten year when I was like texting with a mom from his kindergarten class, like, hey, Holden tells me that, you know, so-and-so has two families too. Like we co-parent as well. And like you mentioned, we were on the same schedule so we could get coffee on a Saturday morning when our kids were with their dad. Um, And it really helps to form those strong relationships because you can really understand and empathize with what they're going through. There is no one better to understand like someone who's walking with the same path, you know, and, and, you know, I've, I've had to learn that for my non-divorced friends, my non-co-parenting friends, they don't know what they don't know. Um, and if they've stuck around and they're there for you, maybe not in the capacity you wanted them to be, because you set these expectations for them or yourself in relation to them, that might've been a little unattainable, but if they have been there for you and they are, you know, answer the phone when you need them don't be shy to tell them what you might want from them. Like, yeah. you know, Saturday nights may, might be date nights for these people. If they love you and you say to them, I know it's date night. Do you care if I tag along? Cause you're going to be with all of our other couple friends. They're not going to say no. Right. They just don't invite you because they think maybe it's weird for you. So don't be shy to like set your expectations with people or ask them to, you know, jump in. Hey, I know you guys are going to do this barbecue. I don't, yeah. I don't want you to think that like, I'm going to be sitting home in bed crying, like I'm coming by. And then mm-hmm. they know that you're not, it's, you're like a landmine when you're getting divorced. And the people who don't understand think that like any little thing is going to set you off. So you have right. to prove them otherwise. Yeah. And I think doing that even, you know, years after divorce is important as well with friendships. I have a, a group text of really amazing moms that are all married. It's their first marriage, really great bunch of girlfriends. And they'll say, you know, hey, we're going to get together for whatever holiday or like you said, a barbecue, you know, could everybody come? And I have to say, well, the kids are by their dad but I'm coming. Like, I don't care if my kids aren't going to be there. I want to see my girlfriends. I don't mind. And I, I, I also feel the same with, with holidays too. The, you know, if my kids are gone on Thanksgiving and I go by my cousin's house one, then I get to really kind of give her a break, spend some time with her son, but also like, I don't want to be excluded just because my kids aren't with me. So I think putting yourself out there, you might feel uncomfortable in the beginning, but you'll learn that the true friends just want you around, whether your kids are with you or whether they're by their other parents' house, you know, they just want to spend time with you. Amen. That is so true. Don't hesitate to put yourself out there, set your expectations. If you are upset with a friend, 
have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just don't know how to act and they're really confused. If they're just really being assholes, try to depersonalize because it may have nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. And for everything else, Jess and I are always here for you, aren't we, Jess? We are. We are. You know, you guys know I'm not taking on clients right now as I'm in my master's program, but Jess is and I people am. love her. And, yes. you know, give her a holler, reach out, info at momsmovingon.com. Otherwise, this is a great place to wrap. Any parting words, Jess? No, I think like we talked about just putting yourself out there. I think the biggest thing too is speaking up. If there's something that you feel like you have a friend that's not reaching out in the way that you were hoping they would, maybe just having that uncomfortable conversation versus possibly losing a friendship that could have just been talked through. That's something that I learned. Mm -hmm. I am used to be, I'm working on it. The person that was like, okay, they don't want to talk to me. Like, fine. I won't, I I won't reach out either. But sometimes it, it takes you kind of putting yourself putting, taking that first step to have that uncomfortable conversation and see where it goes. Cause they may not even know that you're feeling isolated or alone. And maybe you just need to sit down and talk about it and move forward. Amen. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Cause that, that's, that's part of this whole growth process, isn't it? Yes. In terms of your divorce, in terms of your friendships after divorce, in terms of everything you're going to have going on after divorce. So do that, keep in touch and we'll see you next time on mom's moving on. Bye everyone. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.